You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from Dungeons and Dragons to Little Red Wagons. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Jonathan Sellers about Dungeons & Dragons. Is there anything you'd like to plug or promote before we start the show? Yo, that's me, Jonathan Sellers. If you're looking for life insurance, I'm your man. Licensed insurance broker. My phone number is 602-425-7190. Hit me up with a text or an email at jonathan.realfinancial at gmail.com. Now it's time. To get into the juicy stuff, right? That it is. Now, the show usually starts with the same question. How long have you been playing Dungeons & Dragons? And how did you get into it? I've only been playing D- uh, D&D for actually a little bit less than a year now. My, uh, I had a homie. And we were friends since high school. We Both of us have graduated since. But he, he was a little bit bored and he played D&D before as a player. So he was the only person who really knew enough about the rules at that point to be the DM. So he decided to just get a bunch of us together. My brother and a couple other friends are actually roommates with him. And I think that's where they first got that idea rolling. But yeah, now we play it about every other week. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty similar to how I got into it. I was a player with very little experience. And then some friends of mine who were interested in the game talked me into DMing and I've been running campaigns for people ever since. (laughs) So do you ever DM or have you only been a player? So far, I've been the DM once. Um, Guy, he's a dude who's our current DM. He wanted to have the experience of being a player for at least one session during our campaign. So he just kind of said, I was really the only other person who paid as much attention to the rules as he was. So he just said, hey, you know the rules, you know how to do this mostly. Would you be interested in DMing a session? And I was like, yes, absolutely. That sounds wonderful. The session really didn't fit the theme of our current campaign because our current campaign was um it's just a small bit of mystery but mostly we're focusing on battles we're part of a thieves guild and we're trying to strike big with riches i had it to where the leader of the thieves guild actually sent everyone except for my character for obvious reasons, to check up on an informant that he had in a town where we like first started the campaign through quite a bit of suspicious activity. They eventually found out that it was actually a false hydra in that city. And then that's why they didn't have any information on this informant. So that was, I think, is very interesting for everyone else to like actually play with because that wasn't anything that we've touched up on. There was no horror at all. No, like no to very little intrigue or stuff like that. So I think it really opened up what we could do. And then the next session immediately after 
was like almost a political intrigue. So I think our other DM, our the regular DM, actually took some notes from that, and you know, it was pretty fun. Is that like a whole homebrew thing you guys have uh, made, or is it based off oh, uh, yeah. preset campaign? No, it's it's all homebrew actually. That's awesome. So. I like homebrew too, but sometimes it's a little little bit less work. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more work creating all of your own content, enemies, the world, characters, and everything. But as somebody who's really into writing and everything, I find it really helps my creative muscles get flexed. Do you have a favorite class you like to play? Oh, Bard. Every single time. I have played technically three campaigns. One of them was cut short and the other one I had to leave just because of scheduling every single time I was a bard. That's awesome. What do you like most about being the bard? I think part of it's because I've had a a long history of doing and playing music in my own personal life. So because of that, I can kind of get into how the bard is and what they do. So there's that. Also, I really... I like having that very high charisma to where you can kind of get away with anything. I'm actually an eloquence bard in the current campaign. I cannot roll below a 21 on persuasion checks. Oh, unless you get a nat one. Yeah. So here's the thing. My, I have a 20 in, what's it called? In charisma right now because we just hit our latest ASI ability score increase for those of you who aren't like super nerds so we just hit our latest asi i put both of that into charisma so i could have a 20 i already rolled pretty high when we first started the campaign at least for charisma my strength is very low on that character so i have a 20 in that i have expertise because i'm a bard in persuasion and um yeah so I forget it, but I have expertise in persuasion and deception. So those add a plus six on top of the plus five that I already have because uh, I'm at 20 with charisma. Then because I'm an eloquence bard, I can't roll below a 10. So 10 plus five plus six, the lowest I can possibly roll is a 21, even on a nat one. And that is, it's a lot. That's pretty deadly. So you could probably like burn down the whole town and talk your way out of it if you needed to. That's a whole lot of dumb shit I just, I just did. And like, of course my DM could say no, but that's kind of the whole point of the character. So he's pretty cool with it. As somebody who's gotten into D&D not that long ago, what obstacles does somebody face getting into D&D nowadays? I think there is a fair bit of pressure to outperform yourself. If you're like looking at the live plays, Critical Role, Dimension 20, these are number one professional actors and number two, they're getting paid for it. Very you true. don't need to do all that as a DM. You especially don't need to do all that. You need, I think it's good to do well and to perform well and to create a very cohesive collaborative story, but it's just D&D. You're just there with your friends. It's I, and separate from that, sometimes you just don't have a group. I was kind of lucky my group came to me with Guy, but there's other ways to play. You can play online. I know some people just don't like it as much. But that's an option. There's like um, 
I forget what it's called, but I hear it on YouTube all the time. I think it's like Let's Play.com or something where it's just a whole entire website based solely around getting more people to play D&D by connecting online players. Oh, I never heard of that. That actually might be pretty really? useful for our groups. <laughs> yeah. Do you find like the rules or anything might be an obstacle for somebody getting into the game? Or do you find it's pretty easy to uh, figure out once you get in and start playing? I started playing as a bard. And number one, there's a spellcaster. So that's already something. But number two, they don't have as many like exact damage spells. They have like illusory spells, uh, hypnotic pattern, those types of things where you need to be a little bit more open and creative with them. Because of that, I did have to take a while to like actually get the rules down, make sure I knew what my character could do and when it could do it. If you're having trouble, like your chest starting and you know you weren't going to really be able to get the rules down well and good and all that, just try playing a barbarian. Pretty simple. You smash, you rage, you do do all this cool stuff you have a very high athletics and with that you can do quite a bit of things you can like jump off a chandelier attack someone going down i'm going to be dming after our current dm finishes our campaign but if a player came to me saying i want to jump onto a chandelier from a balcony swing myself out and land on top of someone I would probably give them advantage or something like that because that's just so cool. Or at least inspiration. Yeah, exactly. So have you played Baldur's Gate? And if you have, how do you think it compares to the tabletop RPG? You know, I'm one of those few people who haven't yet. Me neither. I've been meaning to get into Baldur's Gate, but I... I don't even have my Xbox set up since I've last moved, and that was months ago. I just, I barely touch it. Oh, sometimes it's just hard to find time for video games when you're an adult. Yeah. What about I the know, movie? Right? Have you have you seen the movie Honor Among Thieves? Dude, I loved that movie. It was so good. Especially that one wild shape portion. I know they technically broke the rules because she would have had to be like a level 20 druid or something to actually wild shape that many times. But it was just so cool. Like, I'm good with the movie breaking the rules if it just makes it look cool, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. But I, I loved the the movie. That first part with Jonathan was real funny where they just took him hopped out the window that whole scene killed me the whole time they're trying to bide time for uh jonathan or whatever to come in and i'm assuming it's because this guy's got a soft spot for them and then he walks in and he's an Okra, and i was like oh no and i knew instantly where it was going and it went where i was going and i was like yeah yeah that's probably what my players would have pulled to yeah and the movie felt a little bit all over the place, but I think bit. that's part of the D&D feel. So have you ever had any negative experiences with any other members of the D&D fandom? Um, not really. I actually haven't really experienced the D&D fandom that much because for me, it's just myself and my group of friends who are playing i don't really go on to like the different discord chats or whatever there is out there for people at large to become part of the total DD group but no i mean sometimes there's been a couple of times we've argued over rules at our table but like everyone does that 
Oh, yeah. And eventually the DM just has to say, all right, this is the decision. We'll figure it out maybe later and actually go back and read through the book. Yeah, I had a couple of players who, when I was just starting out, they were super super picky about everything and Ah. anytime they ended up quitting the campaign because they just did not like the way I was running things they basically wanted to run the game as a uh, money collection simulator and instead of like doing any of the story I had planned out or anything and as soon as they made it to the second town they were just like super out of the story because they were like well nobody here likes us it's like well you just got here. You spent your entire time in the first city making friends. And now you go somewhere else and you have no buddies and you don't want to play anymore. And our campaign kind of just fell off from there. So that's that's the worst experience I ever had playing. But since then, it's been pretty positive for me all around. Ah, that kind of sucks for you. But yeah, you know, just sometimes that happens. Yeah, it was a good learning experience. It was my first time DMing, so losing the impatient players wasn't a huge loss. So Hmm. do you have any interesting or funny stories that come to mind when you think about D&D from your campaigns? There, uh, I know exactly which one. We had a player who no longer wanted to be the class that he was playing. So he decided that he was going to have to roll up a new character and... In our campaign, there are these different stones that correlate to the different like elements, fire, earth, water, whatever, you know, avatar, but with stones. Reminds me a bit about like classic Final Fantasy or something. The first stone that we found and that we're still trying to use to open a portal to great riches is the fire stone. Here's the problem with the fire stone. It's very hot. Our player decided his character would eat it. So, like, we're just, we came back home safely, we've got the loot, we've got the riches, we've got everything we need, and right before the session ends, my friend just says, oh, yeah, uh, who has the, the like, little box with the stone in it? And our other player, he says, yeah, oh, yeah, I have it. Here you go. You want to look at it? He picks up the stone, eats it, just swallows it. His character just he he dies immediately because he swallowed the embodiment of fire did he just like burn through his gut or like did he get get a good description from your dm Uh, we got uh a little bit too good of a description from the dm like he was talking about how as it goes down you can see it glowing sinking through melting through his internal organs and eventually he just falls over backwards and there is a boiling puddle where his stomach was that was you know if there's one way to retire a character i guess that Well, thanks a lot for coming on, Jonathan. I had a lot of fun talking Dungeons & Dragons with you. And if anybody out there needs some life insurance, you give our man here a call. And if you're interested in being a guest, email us at pod.fandoms at gmail.com with the subject, Podcast Guest, and give us a little bit of info on whatever you're a fan of. If you'd like to see a list of our upcoming episodes or suggest questions for them, join us at the Fandoms Podcast Discord server. Links in the episode description. Then I had a lot of fun talking Dungeons and Dragons with you.
And if anybody out there needs some life insurance, you give our man here a call. And if you're interested in being a guest, email us at pod.fandoms at gmail.com with the subject, Podcast Guest, and give us a little bit of info on whatever you're a fan of. If you'd like to see a list of our upcoming episodes, or suggest questions for them, join us at the Fandoms Podcast Discord server. Links in the episode description.